the fight doesn't end after the exoneration. Transitioning out can be extremely hard for some people. In every case, there is so much to learn from people who have undergone so much trauma and so much perseverance. Just be a positive individual, that's all I can say, and just try to stay clear of all situations. You know, like with me, it's just so easy to get caught up. In January 2020, Carrie Robinson was released from the Coffee Correctional Facility in Georgia. It took 18 years and the petition for a writ of habeas corpus that finally led to his freedom. But for many others, like Carrie, life in the free world is just another huge hurdle. This is The 4%, a podcast about one man's story of wrongful conviction the factors that led to it, and the people who fought to free an innocent man. I'm L. Duncan. Now in a rare legal maneuver, a team of lawyers using new DNA computer technology raised enough questions about that evidence to convince a prosecutor and a judge to set Carrie Robinson free. Fox 5 senior IT... There's video footage from the day Carrie was released. And one of the things that stands out is the support system around him during this overwhelmingly emotional day. Robinson emerged from prison and greeted his sister. His son, Keyshawn, who was two when Carrie entered prison, and his cousin. What you're listening to comes from a Georgia news program that featured Carrie's release. And if you were watching, you would see Carrie's sister Miranda run toward him, throw her arms around her baby brother for a long-awaited embrace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. After 18 years behind bars, Carrie Robinson was now officially cleared. Put this in words. Carrie hugs his son, who is now taller than his father. Did you ever think this day would come? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew it would come just by faith. I knew the truth would be, it'll come out. Sooner or later, it'll come out. Before he left to start the next stage of his life. Alongside his family, members from Georgia Innocence Project also gathered at the prison gates. Here's former GIP attorney Jennifer Whitfield, who worked with attorney Rodney Zell on Carrie's case. Carrie is a really, really, really easy guy to fight for. And um, to see him walk out those doors was incredibly special. The image of Carrie surrounded by family is a powerful one. But something else comes to mind as you watch him walk out of prison after 18 years. What now? After that, we pick up with reentry services and getting them connected with whatever they need to start rebuilding their lives. Mike Colesalter, program manager at Georgia Innocence Project, leads the reentry process. The point of exoneration can come very rapidly, where a decision comes down, and the next thing you know, next week, the client is being released, which is very exciting, but that can be pretty difficult in the process of preparing for that transition, right? We're having to notify all the family members, all the community supporters, and make a game plan for folks on, okay, what are your first couple of weeks out of prison going to look like? Who are you staying with? Who's going to offer you support? Some background. When people are released from prison, they're often given gate money from the state. In some places, it's $200 and a bus ticket. 
In Alabama, the gate money can be as low as $20. Specifically in Carrie's case, they, I believe, compensated him, maybe it was like 50 bucks, a very low amount of money specifically for a bus pass so that he could leave the facility. And that was it. There was nothing else. And for most exonerees who have been wrongfully convicted and set free... There's not even an apology for what happened to them. They're just set off on their own to figure out the rest of their life. As we mentioned before, 38 states currently provide some sort of compensation for exonerees. But Georgia is not one of them. There's an effort underway at the state capitol to compensate innocent people who have been wrongly convicted. Fox 5's Denise Dillon tells us about House Bill 364. And that recent bill that was gaining momentum. Under this bill, experts in criminal justice would be making decisions and setting parameters on the amount of compensation. That bill did not get approved. So this would mean another huge hurdle for those who are reentering society. Instead, folks have to go through a very tricky process, jump through a lot of hoops to potentially get compensation. But it's not automatic, and it takes a very long time. The Georgia Innocence Project has helped free and exonerate 13 men to date. As of 2023, six of them received compensation from the state. When it comes to like full exoneration, like most of our clients are experiencing, it really is just kind of that clean slate. And in many ways, that's wonderful, right? Your record's cleared, you're free to go, but that also means there's a lack of support. So often folks, whenever they're re-entering society after incarceration, whenever they did commit the crime, for example, they might have access to certain re-entry support services. Exonerees, though, because their convictions are vacated, often, at least in, in Georgia, don't have those opportunities. I want you to think about that for a second. There's more outside help for those who did commit a crime than those who've been wrongfully convicted. With no formal compensation from the state, exonerees go through the process of life in the free world, essentially starting from scratch. So even though Carrie will no longer have a rape conviction on his record, some people will still be able to see the arrest, and many more will see the 20-year gap in his employment history. Without having a job history, they're having to rent out apartments and find a place to live without any credit history, right? So those are some of the main barriers that folks have. There's just these huge gaps in theory in their life where even though they were working within the prison, for example, a lot of those things don't translate into the world outside. Because again, without any kind of foundation, folks are having to come out and rely on family for financial support. It's estimated that over 3,000 people have been wrongfully convicted in the United States. For some context, here are some laws in place in a few other Southern states. In Alabama and Mississippi, $50,000 for each year of wrongful incarceration is standard. For Carrie, that would have meant $900,000 to start his new life with. That's why in Georgia, organizations like the Georgia Innocence Project are invaluable resources for those recently exonerated. There's also a national organization. There's a group called After Innocence that offers like national reentry services to exonerees on a very broad scale. And so they have experts who help with the benefits process, even though often they don't qualify for some of those things. If they are able to qualify, they'll walk them through that process and make sure they get that support. 
The other way that I think we try to help with these issues with reentry is through policy reform. So that's one thing that we are doing our best to push forward is to make sure that there are systems in place that ensure support through the state rather than having to rely on an organization like ourselves to offer these services. When it comes to mass wrongful convictions in the United States, it's impossible to know exact numbers. But it's estimated there may be more than 200,000 wrongfully convicted people in prison at the time you're listening to this. 69% of them are there because of eyewitness misidentification. 29% are there because of false confessions. And 70% are there because they were falsely accused. The wrongful conviction issue is such a large one, probably a lot larger than most folks may realize. We estimate that 4 to 6% of all people incarcerated throughout the country are actually innocent. And maybe that doesn't sound like a, a huge number, but if 4 to 6% of any airplane that you would ride had the risk of crashing, you might not want to get on that airplane. And I think if you take that 4% statistic of people wrongfully convicted throughout the country, you apply it to Georgia alone, that means there's 2,000 people in the state who are wrongfully convicted who are just sitting there waiting for help. Even just one wrongfully incarcerated person is too many. Carrie's story is similar to far too many currently wrongfully convicted people in the state of Georgia and across the nation. The Georgia Innocence Project is working to right those wrongs and provide solutions to hopefully address cracks in the justice system, but we are not helpless. As a society, we can and must do more, demanding accountability to those in power. Because there are thousands of others just like Carrie, And it's not just the ones behind bars. They're families and loved ones. They're the ones serving time too. Children missing parents, parents missing children, siblings missing siblings, entire communities deprived of the contributions these individuals could or would have made. I think Carrie Robinson is one of the most inspiring people that I've ever met. He is by far the hardest, most focused worker ever. As soon as he got out of prison, he immediately was connected with job opportunities and was on the job working as hard as he could to rebuild his life. Carrie was a person that as with all exonerees, deserves as much support and relief and opportunities as anyone can provide him, but he wasn't going to wait around for anyone to do that for him. I always had the mindset of a civilian. I was incarcerated physically, not mentally. is an original podcast created by Zapier in partnership with the Georgia Innocence Project and Pineapple Street Studios. As the leader in easy automation, Zapier empowers over 2 million businesses to automate workflows and move data across 5,000 apps. The 4% is produced by Stephen Key. Our associate producer is Lisa Cerda. We had help from Natalie Brennan and Yinka Rickford Angwin. Our production coordinator is Himia Freeman. Our editors are Leela Day, Joel Lovell, and Maddie Sprungkaiser. This show is mixed by Marina Paez. Music from Epidemic Sound. 
Legal Services for Pineapple Street by Bianca Grimshaw at Granderson de Richet. Our executive producer is J.N. Barry. Our production partners at Zapier are Carly Moulton and the Zapier Studios team, including Gina King and Brittany Fleet. And from the Georgia Innocence Project, Bliss Savage, Mike Colesalter, Matt Holbrook, and Marty Ellen. And finally, a very special thanks to Carrie Robinson for sharing his story. I have been your host, L. Duncan, and thank you so much for listening.